Welcome to episode 32 of the Double Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Glick, and today we're bringing you to the vast expanse of the Great Basin and the work of Michaela Jones. I'm a self-taught artist, so I'm not really sure the actual word for my style. Jones is a Shoshone Paiute artist living in Elko who primarily works with acrylic paint on canvas. Her work is marked by vibrant color and inspired by the outdoors and wildlife. She's showcased her paintings around the country and in local and regional exhibitions throughout the Great Basin. She looks at art as a way to consistently challenge herself and to grow, try new things. For example, she's recently started going back to some of her previous works and adding new flourishes of precious metals, gold, silver, copper. I think as an artist, you have to constantly be trying something new. You have to be growing. And so it was one of these things that was like, oh, maybe we should just try some Maybe I should put some metal on there and let's see what kind of feeling I get when I see it. And it's just been really fun. Jones is constantly thinking about art during the day, during the night, and even while she's sleeping. She says she's really just trying to figure out how to get whatever's going on in her head out onto the canvas. But lately, she's been exploring new mediums. Basically, a lot of it is on canvas, but I use boards and now water towers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, water towers. Jones was commissioned by Nevada Gold Mines to paint a mural on a water tower in Elko. The goal of the work is to highlight native communities within the Great Basin, and the whole project quickly became a family affair. Michaela and her husband Alex, along with their five children, all had a hand in helping on the water tower mural, which sits in a pretty prominent spot in eastern Nevada. It's in the city of Elko. It's right off of exit 303, but you can see it going eastbound or westbound. So to learn more, I met up with Michaela at her husband's woodworking shop in Elko. We chat about her process, her style, and how she handles being vulnerable as an artist. Just to get us started then, how did you get started? Uh, Did you start with painting, drawing? Was like, how did you get into art in the first place? It really started about the time that I was expecting my first son. Um, He's going to be 22 soon. We were renting this little apartment, and I was feeling extremely creative, and I had no outlet for creativity. And so I got some acrylic paints from Kmart back then, and I just just experimented. And I found that I really enjoyed drawing, but especially painting. And as a self-taught artist, you kind of learn the hard way. I'm working backwards trying to figure out how to get this idea in my head, how to get it to translate to canvas. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just basically painted everything I could get my hands on. I, I wouldn't call myself an artist by any stretch of the imagination, but I relate to that self-taught idea, right? Where it's like, oh, I just want to make this thing. I have it in my head, but how do I turn that into something that actually looks similar to that? So I would imagine there were some growing pains in that. What was that experience like for you? Okay, well, let's just say there were a hundred or so bad paintings that went in the trash. <laughs> it was just a lot of experimenting. But after a while, I got to a point where I was like, wow, I really like this painting. This is beautiful. I'm going to hang this on my wall. And I started, you know, gifting paintings to some of my family members. And it became just a really awesome hobby. And we ended up moving from Elko to Utah. And my husband got hired for a place called S Gallery. And the owner was a famous painter. Her name was Sherry Thompson, and a few months after she had died, after she had passed away, um, her husband came to our house for dinner. We invited him over, and, and, you know, he had been in the art business for a long time. And at this point, I was just a hobbyist. You know, I'm just a self-taught mom. 
And, you know, as, as the dinner went on, he's looking around our house, and, he, and I had probably eight or ten nice-sized paintings hanging that I had painted. And he's like, wow, you know, whose art is this? And I, I'm like, uh, super awkward, really. You know, it's because art is very personal, especially, you know, at this point. I'm, it's like I'm putting myself on this canvas. Some of the pieces were very personal. And he's just like, this is really cool. This is different. I've never seen any art like this. And I'm like, well, because I don't know what I'm doing, Rod. You know, <laughs> this is because I'm just, I'm a hobbyist and, and I, I was like, you're just being nice because you like my lasagna. And, and, then, and after a while, I mean, it's not bad. Um, so then as the night progressed, he's like, would it be all right if I could take these to my gallery? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that you're being very kind, but it's just way, I, I don't think I, I was afraid to see, to get feedback, you know, because it is so personal. And, um, the next morning, my husband went to work at 6. I wake up, and all my paintings are gone. So he just, he was like, he took them. And, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I, I, at the time, I wasn't even working. Um, and he ended up selling, I think, seven of the pieces within two weeks. Well, I'm interested about that, that moment, right, where you've got, you know, you've, I guess that moment when you went from a hobbyist to, oh, maybe I can do this as a profession or, a, you know, more full-time. What was that like? And, and how did you, I guess, how did you make that sort of jump to, I'm going to start doing this and, and get serious about this thing? Well, it was really scary. And I basically had my husband awesome support. He said, you have to just realize that you have to love your art and you have to expect criticism and you have a gift in your work that it makes people feel things. And so I had to really come to this decision that I'm just going to not care if somebody makes a, a comment about those colors don't work together or my goodness that doesn't even look real you know and I would just be happy with it. I relate to a lot of what you're saying here yeah. this idea of you're putting yourself out there um, I can relate to that feeling so I'm like how are you able to sort of decouple that like if someone doesn't like my painting that doesn't mean they don't like me. Okay so what I learned is that it's okay for that for people to feel that way and I've had far more positive experiences. I've had people that have asked if they could tattoo my art on them because it reminds them of their grandma or grandfather or someone that they lost. Or my favorite thing to do is just to ask them, you know, what do you get from it? I have had women just break down in tears when they view a painting and it's like, oh my gosh. To see people connect with it is incredible. And that to me is far more rewarding than worrying about if somebody doesn't like it. Because, you know, as an artist, it's hard to, to call, like, oh, is it done yet? I'm not sure. Uh, I guess you, you could work on it for years. You know what I mean? But when I, I get to this point where I have a feeling and it's like I view it and I feel, I feel joy, I'm like, okay, girl, sign it. You're done. It sounds like, from what I've heard so far, you're just someone who's very interested in learning new things, learning new techniques, and just just out of pure curiosity, it sounds like. So you're like, I want to try something new. How did it get from I want to do something new to what we what we're seeing here? How did you get there? It was just like an idea. I dream about art a lot. I'm always my brain, yeah, ADHD and this brain that's going all the time and. It's like, oh, well, let's just try something new. And it's funny because sometimes my collectors have a really hard time with it. For instance, I was at Indian Market, and 
I had a collector because I had just started this new style and he emailed me after the show and he and he ended up coming back and purchasing one of my my new pieces but he said you know when I first saw it I was like I didn't get it and I I didn't like it you know but then he's like but then like I realized like I still got that same feeling when I saw it the first time I saw your art and because he had collected other pieces my other styles and that's appreciated uh when people continue to connect with it, the way that I connect with it. Well, let's talk about your, you and your connection to, to your artwork. Obviously, you said it's, it's very personal. Um, what is the feeling you're trying to get? What's, where, does the, where do the ideas or the, the spirit of these things come from? Okay, well, it, it depends on the piece. I, I mean, I'm Shoshone Paiute. I grew up on a small reservation, the Duck Valley Indian Reservation, right on the border of Nevada, Idaho. Had a very um, awesome childhood. I spent a lot of time outdoors, hunting, fishing, you know, Nevada, beautiful blue skies, the sunsets, we are open valley. I think one of the main things that I have always used in, in any of my art is that inspiration from where I came from, my culture, Shoshone, Paiute, my love for animals, the love for the earth. I think you can feel that in a lot of the pieces. So I have a grandmother, her name is Stella, and she was taken when she was a young girl to the residential school in Carson City, Nevada, Stewart. And it was brutal to have conversations with her because she talked about how hard it was and how, you know, she never had the opportunity to create art. She didn't have a chance to celebrate her culture. She wasn't even allowed to speak her language. And and it really affected her and also the gener my dad's him and his siblings and, and generations, it's, it's affected so many. And so I, I think about that and I think about, I have this chance to do this. I, I do it in her honor and all the other people who, who had to go through that. And, and I hope to inspire other young kids on the res and well, kids in general, just people to, to go ahead and try to create their own art <laughs> you know it's it I certainly not something I ever thought I would do as a profession and here I am 20 something years later more with Michaela after this short break have you noticed a change in Reno lately I sure have. Well then, keep up with the movers and shakers and unique people of Reno by listening to the Our Town Reno podcast, where we discuss helping each other out. New episodes play every week and feature real Reno stories told by us, the people who live here. Listen in. If you're enjoying this interview and you'd like to support the Double Scoop podcast, the best way to do that is to become a recurring member. Just look for the red button on our homepage at doublescoop.art. That's doublescoop.art. Memberships start at $5 a month, and if you sign up at that level, we'll send you a Double Scoop t-shirt. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal or Venmo, on the Buy Me a Coffee platform, or right from our website. When you support Double Scoop, you're investing in quality local arts journalism, for Reno, Las Vegas, Elko, and the rest of Nevada. Thank you. Let's talk about the, the water tower project. How did that whole thing come about? When you found out that you were going to do this, 
what was the first step? Okay, so in February 16th, 2021, I got a message from a girl named Lucy Pitto, and she was with Nevada Goldmines Native American Affairs. And she asked me if I was um, interested in creating a mural on this prominent water tower, and they wanted it to represent 10 local northern Nevada Native American communities. So my initial response was, I don't think there's any way I could ever do that. <laughs> Thank you, though. I love that this is the second time now. It's like your first reaction is, nope, not on the No, no, I'm a big, I'm a big scaredy cat. <laughs> it's, that's a lot out of your comfort zone. I think the biggest painting I had created before this was maybe 60 by 73. Inches? Inches, yes. And now you're going to 16 by 17 feet? 16 by 60 feet, yes. Wow. So huge jump yes so so that prospect was just when she initially reached out I, I I just said no like and she she kept kind of coming back to me and saying you know we really think you could do this we really would love it if you would consider it and so I was like okay I started thinking back to to my grandma and the and what it meant to to have the opportunity to create something that would be seen by millions of people and what it would represent to the native communities. And Alex was like, you can do this. We can do this. I'm looking at your, your mock-up here and you've got, is this on canvas? This is canvas. So yeah. canvas with acrylic, you have to completely change your process, it sounds yeah. like, because you're, you're not only using different materials, but you have a completely different medium because now you're on metal, right? right. Like at home, I just use drips with a, spray, with a spray bottle and I'm just kind of, you know, you know, a lot of it I paint upside down or I turn sideways. Well, I couldn't do that with the water tower, so it was, yes, that's it, was, it was like we, we had to come up with some. My son was like, well, since we can't turn it sideways, he had like this portable um, vacuum that he could turn so it blew air. And so I would put water on and then he would take his little blower and blow the paint to kind of give the same effect of what... It would, what gravity would do in my studio if I turned it sideways, you know? I'm so used to my, my texture where I'm able to stack the colors. And so it, there was definitely learning and it was a lot of, like I said, dreaming. I mean, I would be dreaming all night that I was painting. I'd work out the, the problems in my head at night and then I'd be like, okay, I got it. You know, let's go try this. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really fun learning process. And, and again, it was like, okay, fear. And then it was like, okay, growth. <laughs> We're able to grow. And now I've got a, a new commission. And I was like thinking, I was kind of struggling with it last week. And, and then I said, girl, you painted a water tower. Like, you, you, you can do this, you know? <laughs> you know, this is a, a totally new project for you when it came about. It was scary, but you made it through. You, you know, you, you made a lot of, you had a lot of learnings throughout. But now that it's behind you in some ways, like, how are you feeling about this project now? I, I feel great, but it does still feel surreal. And I literally drive by it every time I go to my house. We live really close by. And it still feels like it's something that we didn't create. It just feels, my daughter toasts me all the time, like, can you believe we did that? And like, how's it looking? Like, look at that. I've had people even just through social media that, you know, I haven't met, but they'll send me photos as they're passing by Elko through Messenger and like, oh, we see your water tower in person, you know? So even people that don't live here, I've gotten, we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback. Nevada Gold Mines through like a big event and the, um, 
the Elko Band Council Chairwoman, her name is Danima Ike, and it was really touching for me to hear other natives' expressions. There were several other of the natives that came from these other communities that talked about what it meant to them. I talked about what it meant to me, but then to hear other people's. And she actually was had tears when she was saying this. She says, um, and I quote, the mural is truly an inspiration to all of us. Jones paints the fierceness, the beauty, and our survival in the Great Basin. The dominant figure in the mural is a coyote, which Ike says represents surviving on the land, as our native people have done since our creation. The red rose symbolizes us, the Nua, the Shoshone people. Several red roses are painted in the mural that we, the Nua and Numa, will continue to multiply and flourish. Thank you, Michaela, for creating this mural that illustrates the native people, the beauty that surrounds us, and the freedom we live each day with hope for the future. So just to hear other people's expressions like that just makes, that's like the icing on the cake. Now that this is done, you've got this water tower project, are you hopeful then that there can be more projects that, that help elevate indigenous folks? Absolutely. I've already gotten um, some feedback from Nevada Arts Council. I think it would be awesome if we could work on funding in, in some of the more rural actual reservations because it's just brings joy and beauty and so yeah definitely <laughs> i'll wrap up with just a couple of these are the two questions i like to ask everybody okay. for this so first of all what does art mean to you <laughs> art um oh my gosh how am i supposed to answer that <laughs> art is life i don't know <laughs> art is life it makes being alive you know last question then what does creativity mean to you creativity um, when I think of the word creativity, I think of fun. I think of something that is going to spark excitement in your brain and it brings you a sense of accomplishment as you get to work on creating something. That was my conversation with Michaela Jones, Shoshone Paiute artist living in Elko. You can see her water tower mural from Interstate 80. It's located north of the freeway at exit 303 in Elko. So if you're driving east toward Utah, it'll be on your left. And if you're driving west toward California, it's on the right. She also has work displayed at the California Trail Interpretive Center in Elko through April 30th. That's part of the center's Nevada Wild Art Exhibit. And she's taking part in the Cowgirl Up exhibition, which kicks off at the end of March in Wickenburg, Arizona. She's also planning on taking part in Elko's upcoming mural exhibition in October, so she's going to have another chance to do a mural if you're in the Elko area this fall. You can find more about her art and upcoming exhibitions at her website, artbymichaela.com. That's artbymichaela.com. She's also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find her by searching for Michaela Jones. We also have photos and more at our website, doublescoop.art. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Double Scoop Podcast. This episode was produced in conjunction with Divergent Point Media. More info at divergentpointmedia.com. Our theme music comes from Reno singer-songwriter Greg Gilmore from his song, Who Am I? You can find more episodes of the Double Scoop Podcast on our website, doublescoop.art, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I'm Noah Glick, and thank you so much for listening.